Okay, good evening, Rabbi Sai. And uh, let's pick up here again at the Hachamishi, because we are in the fifth parak of Sharaknia, and Chavisavavis is giving us a list of seven different thoughts to contemplate in order for a person to more easily be able to acquire this noble trait of humility. And as we saw, he's really basing it on a Mishnah Pekiyavis, the Mishnah Mesech Tesavis, Peregimel Mishnah Avalist, Aleph tells us, Akavya ben Mahalal Aloimer, Histakel Bishloisha Dvorim, contemplate three things. Think about it ahead of time. Always keep these three things in the forefront of one's mind, at least in the back of one's mind, and then that will help a person not come to sin. And it's clear from the Mishnah that the idea is that it will give a person a sense of humility, and from there prevent them from sinning. What are the three things? Know where you come from. Every, every human being is born from, miraculously, from a little putrid drop from that seed that goes in. Where is every human being going to end up? Ultimately, our bodies, which we take so much pride in, which our senses, which we think are so amazing, ultimately will be laying there in the dust, being traveled upon by worms and maggots. And the third was the who is a person going to have to make an accounting with? Who is he going to stand before? So the Mashkiach explains that really we're going through, that's the sequence of that Mishnah. We began, item number one, the Chavaz of said was, where does a person come from? From a Tipas Rucha. And a Tipas Rucha, yeah. Basically, you're a little pisher, and and you, you're being haughty. Where do you come from? Where does everybody begin from? So the the idea is, is supposed to instill in a person humility, and then he explained. Then where does a person end up? Every person dies ultimately, eventually. Every person dies, so he has to understand where he's going to. Eventually, he's going to be laying in the dust in the in the dust in the earth, and then. Finally, this third, the third thought, and here we're explaining to understand and appreciate that a person will have to stand before the Creator Himself. We have to appreciate who is the Creator Himself. And we have no inkling. We have no way really to relate on any close way with the Kaddish Baruch Hu. So Chavis knows that. And he knows that in order to be able to pre- prevent us from sinning, we have to be humble. It's that special trait of humility which helps a, per- from a person from sinning. And how do we conjure up in our minds the greatness of HaKadosh Baruch Hu? So he says you have to take baby steps to get there. And you have to take analogy. You have to take a step-by-step analysis from people that we can at least somewhat relate to. And that's where he explained Vachamishi, we'll begin again Vachamishi. 
when we start contemplating, thinking about the greatness of Hashem, His awesome power. The one who sees down, sees everything. We just said in Hallel, over Hanukkah, Hashem is the one who sort of lowers Himself to look through the heavens and the earth. We're at the, at the bottom of the totem pole. Hashem is above in the heavens of the heavens. Hashem even has to look down, even to the heavens. Forget about us on earth. And He sees everything. He sees everything we do on the outside. He sees everything we're thinking on the inside. And how do we sort of contemplate this idea of the greatness of Hashem? He says we have to do it only through analysis of something else. It has to be vicariously, through looking at great people, sages, scholars, pious individuals, and from there build up, wow, that's who the Amirom were, as we explained. You have Amirom who were able to look at a person and turn them into a pile of bones. Look at a person and bring them back to life. That was the Amirom. That was the the Tamid uh, of the Talmudic era. And then, who is the greatest Talmud of Hillel Azokein, about him it says, When he was learning Torah, a bird flying over by would immediately get burnt. Interestingly, why is that? So Rashi tells us in that Gemara in Sukkah, Rashi says, because when Yenison Menuzia learned and he expounded on Torah, not just he learned, you hear the Chavis when you explain an Indian, you explain the topic of Torah. The Malachim, the Malach the angels from on high, would come around and surround him to listen to his Torah. That's what Rashi says. They would, the Malachim would come, the angels would come and sit to listen to Torah. Well, angels are fiery angels. So, therefore, therefore, the birds would burn up the Ritva says over there, if that was the Talmud, that was Yenusim Rezil, a bird flying over would, would burn. What what happened when Hillel himself learned? When the Rebbe learned? So it's interesting that the Ritva quotes a Yerushalmi. See, we don't have this in our version of the Yerushalmi, but the, the Ritva says, by Yenusim Rezil, it only happened within Dalad Amis, only within four cubits, only in a very small space. The Rebbe, Hillel, shh, even beyond, even if they were flying a thousand feet above, they will also get burnt. Okay, so this is this is the greatness of an Amira, of a Tana. People living in the Mishnaic era, they were able to do feats like this that are beyond us. And yet, we certainly know prophets are greater than them. No question that a prophet, any Navi, was greater than any Tana. And yet, when a Novi would encounter a Malach, an angel, face to face, so to say, and as he would engage him, not that they were just flying above, but they would engage him in some sort of dialogue, he says, they would melt away, all of their power would melt away. They would become tremendously weak from the awesomeness and the greatness of a Malach. Okay? Now, we don't know about Malachim, we don't interact with Malachim. But just to give us a sense, we, we do interact with great people. 
and sometimes we we uh, we have the merit of, of uh, interacting or sitting next to such a great person, and you could just sense the sheer kedusha. You could sense the holiness. You could sense the greatness of that person. All he speaks is words of Torah. All he thinks are thoughts of Torah, and and we see tremendous things that they are able to accomplish, and yet they they don't compare at all. They pale in terms of any great Rishonim and Amoraim and Tanoim. And yet the Nevi'im were even greater than that. And we go back to the Malachim. A Malach came to Yeshua. He, he kneeled down in front of the Malach. He says, Malach, what do you want? Malach came. He says, you're not the Yom Terry. You are learning. Okay. The Malach came with a sword. You have to go learn, okay? They're in the middle of a war, by the way. You know, but that's no excuse. That's no excuse. Yeah, you, you took a break from the war now. You have to go have a Seder, go to the Kedil and go learn. Okay, so Yeshua stayed up the whole night. He stayed up the whole night learning Torah. So these are the ways that the Nevi'im interacted with Malach. So now that we get some sort of sense to what a Malach is, how do the Malachim interact with HaKadosh Baruch Hu? I mean, you can't get greater than a Malach, it seems. The, the Nevi'im themselves would cower in front of a Malach. And yet, it's, it's just exponentially greater, if you can even say those words, of HaKadosh Baruch Hu above the Malachim. And the only way we can describe it and understand it is from a Pasuk. Like the Pasuk says in Nehemiah, All of the hosts of heaven, including all of the angels, they bow before you, Hashem, in tremendous subordination. Anyone who is in Akash Borhu's uh, sanctuary, is Akash Borhu's abode, all they could say is, Long live the king, praise the king, his great glory and honor. That's all they could utter in terms of the praise. Now, this is an interesting Pasik. Maybe tomorrow night we'll get into it. A beautiful pshat that the Chsam Seifer explains. About this pasuk, it's a pasuk we say every day. Every day we say this pasuk in kedusha. Korazel zevi amar kodesh kodesh kodesh. She will explain. But let's go further for now. So now that we know this is the way the malachim interact and understand the greatness of Hashem, it's all for us just to think about it and say, I mean, if the greatest human beings that we know of that we could understand that they were mortal beings like us, and they walked this earth just like us, and they ate and they slept, but yet there were light years ahead of us. And when it came to a Malach, they, they couldn't even, didn't have, they had no power. And a Malach, when it comes to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, is beyond. So it gives us some semblance of an understanding of the greatness of the Bayrayalam, of the creator of the world. And as you think in these terms, sometimes people have questions on what Hashem does. Ah, why is Hashem doing this thing? You know, why does Hashem turn over the world topsy-turvy with coronavirus? And the, like, we, we don't even begin to understand the greatness of, of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. 
and we we have the audacity to even like think of a question or even express and utter a question like, oh, why would Hashem do such a thing? It, it's it's beyond, it's beyond, and it's really incumbent upon us to to get a glimpse of the greatness of Hakadosh Baruch Hu. He allows us to, to, to see, allows us a tiny, tiny window into seeing the greatness. Beyond the Maloch and beyond the angels, another way of understanding the greatness of Hashem is by just looking at this unbelievable world, the, the world we live in, the earth, the galaxies, the celestial beings, the sun, the moon, the stars, it's beyond us. Bitzad brew of those things that Hashem created. The sun, the moon, the stars, and the sphere that these rotate in, and the earth itself, and everything that's on earth. The four levels of the inanimate objects, the things that grow, the things that have life to them. That itself is enough for someone who wants to understand and wants to use his intellect to to try to get a glimpse of the greatness of Hashem. Just look at the look at the world. Like the Pesach says in Tehillim, How great are your deeds, Hashem. They're so great, and at the same time, they're so deep that it's impossible for us to even scratch the, the surface of the greatness of it. But yet, it is awesome, and it is quite amazing. And it, it is very impressive for everything that there is in the universe. And Ishbar Lo Yeda, the fool, the Ishbar, the thick-headed one who doesn't want to think about it, who just wants to have his his uh, double beef burger with pickles and lettuce and says, leave me alone. I just want to enjoy this world. Don't tell me that there's a, a boy Rayolam who created all of this and all of the stars. Eh, I'm not interested. I'm not, I'm not scientific, you know. Just let me have my steak and I'm fine with that. You know, I'll go to shul a couple of times a year and that's it. That's the Ishbar. He's not interested. He's a, he's a, he's a boorish person. He doesn't know these things. says, sadly, the ksil, the fool, who doesn't think about it, will not know it. He won't understand it. It's only the one who contemplates it, the one who has, uses his intellect to understand it. All of the nations of the world are like nothing compared to Hashem. All of the inhabitants of the world, are like nothing. They're compared to nothing. They're considered nothing when it comes to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So these are just thoughts. Kavazvav is saying, do we want to know what the Mishnah ends? Who are we going to have to be standing before to have an accounting on that day of reckoning when a person goes up to Shemayim? He's the king of all kings. He's the king of all the Malachim. He's the king of all the great people. He's the king, he's the master of the universe who created everything in the world. And you're going to we'll go out one day, one evening this week to say Kiddush Levona. We'll contemplate the moon and how many thousands of miles away it is from us. And then we'll think about the sun as well and the stars in the sky. 
And just to think about it is a sheer amazement. Certainly if one looks into them and reads up on it, it, it uh, certainly gives a, a sense of the, the awesomeness of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And the, the really there's so much beyond what Hashem created that we even know about. And, you know, we think it's part of our gaiva. We think that, you know, everything centers around, around the, uh, the earth, you know. I don't know, Mars, Jupiter, who knows what's there. We everyone sending things around, around the earth. And then us Americans, you know, there's the rest of the world, but that doesn't matter. Everybody's, everything centers around America. Come on, we're, you know, made in the USA. We, and, then every, and everything in the whole great USA, what it, everything centers around around his hamburger. That's all he's interested in. It's all he's interested in, instead of contemplating about what we should be thinking about. But that's the rest of the world. But us, Yidin Baruch Hashem, who are connected to the Torah, connected to Yerushamayim, Kavasavavos is speaking to us. Do we think about it? Think about the, the vastness of the creation of the world, and from there get some semblance to this great supreme being who created all of it and controls all of it at every split second that certainly is a very humbling thought so do I think I'm, I'm any, do I think I should take any credit for anything do I think I, 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 I have an iota of strength certainly not when we put it in those terms so this is the idea Mitzvah Shem will continue tomorrow evening Agutenacht